fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, so I have to admit, I feel really, really bad today. There has been a guest we've been trying to get on, and we've had some scheduling conflicts back and forth, and we had them scheduled, and we had to get it rescheduled, and then we tried to get them scheduled back. It's the third or fourth time we've actually tried to get him on the program, and everything was set up. I emailed him a half hour ago, making sure everything's good to go. All is set. I go to make the phone call right at the top of the hour before we come on the air, and studio phone's having an issue. No. So, we do not have Dr. Dean Finelli on the program right now. I will try to, in between breaks and everything, see if we can't get our phone line up and functioning by our bottom of the hour. We were going to have two guests today, so we'll see if both of those happen or not, whether we just fly solo today. We'll have to see uh, Drew Allen, host of the Drew Allen Show. We'll have him on at the bottom of the hour, hopefully, to talk about the infrastructure package, talk about the reconciliation package, talk about some other things, so we'll see if we can't get him on here in a little bit. Uh, Dr. Dean Finelli, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. we got to get him on. Maybe we can get him on for the second segment, but that's not enough time. There's only a couple minutes there, so we'll see what we can do as things try to come up here. I don't know. What a day. It's been a Monday. Hey, welcome into the program. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country on multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting, your millennial general reporting for duty. It's not like we don't have a shortage to talk about, so it's not like me just trying to fill time or anything. I mean, we there's plenty to talk about. There was a heck of a weekend. There is the media losing their minds over the Kyle Rittenhouse case that came down on Friday. I think they were waiting to see uh, what the protesters would do. Apparently, Seattle had a Black Lives Matter march and some militant individuals came out. Don't know if a whole lot of damage was done or not, but we'll get into that here in just a second. We have Joe Biden nominating the Federal Reserve Chair again. and I don't know why you would choose the same guy for a second term after the disaster that we're in right now. We have massive inflation rates right now, and while you don't have a whole lot to do with it, you still have some to do with it. So we'll get into that here in just a little bit, too, and we'll see if we can't get Drew Allen on the program and at the bottom of the hour to talk about these budget bills as well, because I don't know if you're aware or not. This is when you start making phone calls like ASAP, like today or tomorrow. I don't know. They're closed today, I guess, now in Washington, D.C., but leave a message. I don't really care. Call up your elected officials, especially in the Senate, the Build Back Better plan from Joe Biden, a.k.a. the $2 trillion spending package that they condensed from $5 trillion down to $2 trillion, but they really cut out the essential stuff that we needed and put in all their porculus because that's just the way they roll. I, I still think that we could do an entire federal budget with an under a trillion dollars. I really honestly do. I know that's a big triggering moment for left-wing progressives that just like spending at the centralized level all across the board, but I really think that at the absolute max, we should have a bill passed through Congress. It would never happen. We should have a bill passed through Congress and signed by the president, again, would never happen, that says you can never, ever have a, a max amount of spending year over year at the federal level over a trillion dollars. Wouldn't that be a good bill? I, I love that bill. 
Now, that includes a federal budget. That includes additional spending. That includes, like, stimulus packages. That includes, like, emergency packages. All across the no more than a trillion dollars in a single year. That is the absolute max, and it's a cap, and you can never go past it. It is the glass ceiling. It's not a glass ceiling that you can shatter. It is a glass ceiling that's reinforced by concrete that's going to shatter in because the concrete will never let you go above and beyond that. That's what we should do. But instead, we just passed massive COVID stimulus all over the year, and now they want a $2 trillion spending package that really is going to be like two point. I don't know, $5 trillion over the next 10 years with all the interest that's building on it. Because remember, we now have a budget that is so expensive and a debt that is so expensive. Our payments that's included, by the way, in our federal budget, our payments to our debt that we have as a nation, the payments only pay for the interest accrued, barely, if it even covers the interest accruing, it never even pays off a balance. That's like you having a personal credit card right now and saying, I have a $10,000 limit and it's capped out and my interest right now is it like, I don't know, credit cards are ridiculous, 20%. And my payment's like $500 a month, but the interest in that payment is only like $300 a month with a $200 going towards principal, which by the way, that would take forever to pay off because that would suck. And you're paying like $450 a month on it. You can't make the full $500 payment a month and all you're paying is not even all of the interest in your principal balance still accrues to where eventually you could file bankruptcy the government not so much so that's where we're at as the federal government because they want to expand social programs they want to expand the child care system they don't want to expand the medicare medicaid system and this has passed the house of representatives already on friday and is now going to the u.s senate they have a slim majority. We can only hope and pray that Joe Manchin stops this on the Democrat side and says, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going down this road. It's not okay. I can only hope that. And if one, I swear, I swear to you, if one single Republican ends up voting for this thing, then we have a serious issue within the Republican Party because there's nothing reasonable about it. There's nothing halfway decent about it. There's nothing semi-okay with it. It is a terrible bill. I know some organizations are like, oh, that's our stuff that it's affecting us actually can help us. doesn't matter. Overall, we need to look at the big picture here, and that's a terrible bill. So we'll get to some of that here in a minute as well. Do you think it could pass the U.S. Senate? I think it could. If Joe Manchin, he was wanting a trillion, it's gone from five down to like 1.7. So they've actually come down substantially. But is it enough for Joe Manchin to say, yeah, this is okay? I do want to remind you that going into the holidays, we have Thanksgiving on Thursday. We have Black Friday on Friday. We have Cyber Monday next week. We have uh, the big Christmas spending going into holiday season right now with inflation rates at over 6%. To me, that's really concerning. And I don't know how much people are actually going to be spending, but I can guarantee you it's going to be less than what were they originally anticipating because I'm sure a lot of individuals were sitting back and saying, maybe I should put that on hold, kind of stash some of the cash a little bit, and then we should just wait for a rainy day because who knows what's going to happen. Gas continues to climb. Your natural gas and electric bills continue to climb. Again, just want to remind you that they could be increasing their 50 to 100% on your natural gas and utilities this winter while we go into a La Nina stage that apparently could either be really warm or could be really, really cold. Not quite sure what's going to happen yet. Traditionally, we have been getting warmer. I'm from the Kansas area, my Wichita uh, flagship here. Last year, it was like awesomely warm. I didn't wear a coat all year until that February like deep freeze happened. We were like negative 25. But even then, I don't wear coats. And I don't like to wear coats unless I'm like I'm on a snowboarding mountain. Other than that, I just don't care. I don't care. My theory is now I have a coat in the back seat of my car. 
in case I break down on the side of the road and everybody's prepared. You know, you got your blankets, you got your coat. I got all that stuff. That's not what bothers me. What bothers me is I hate, I cannot drive a car with a heavy coat on. You just can't do it. It's bulky. You can't turn to look on, you know, look at the side to see if you're like someone's passing you or if someone's next to you. You just can't move around. It's just bulky. It's annoying. It's uncomfortable. And then the heater kicks on and you're sweating. And you just, there's, it's the most uncomfortable thing you'll ever do in your entire life is wearing a coat while you're trying to drive a vehicle. So I don't wear a coat. Because my theory is if the car is warm or if it's going to warm up relatively soon, then guess what? I can suffer and be cold for the whole five minutes to walk out to the car, start it up, and let it warm up for a couple of minutes. Then the heater kicks on. Voila! I'm warm. I drive to where I need to go. And then guess what? I can be cold for the 30 seconds that I turn off the car, I open the car door, and I walk into the building that I'm going to. I can survive. I can suffer for that 30 seconds. I will be okay. Now, if the car breaks down, I got the coat and the blanket in the back seat, but I despise wearing coats. Wearing sleeves is a big enough challenge. <laughs> That's like the old school like hillbilly Andy coming out where I grew up mostly with wearing cutoff t-shirts. Wearing sleeves is uncomfortable and a restraint to me. I need to wear cutoffs as well because that's the most comfortable thing to do. Try and put on a heavy coat and then maneuver around in it. Doesn't work very well. I don't like it unless I'm on the snowboarding hill or I absolutely have to because it's that cold. Just saying. Anyways, <laughs> that was my nice little sidestep for the day, my nice little side story for you. But with utility rates going up 50 to 100%, you're going to see massive electric bills coming out or massive utility bills this year. I don't think a lot of people are going to be spending as much money, which brings the question to me. When you see someone like, what's his face, uh, what's his name here, Jerome Powell, being the chair of the Federal Reserve for a second term, has he really handled things appropriately this year? Or over the last couple of years, really. We obviously have massive inflation right now. Some of it due to COVID, other with it. But really, And it's not his fault. It's the political side of it where we have jobs re reopening right now. And they're saying, don't take those because you can fight for higher wages. We're going to start a wage battle and raise minimum wage up to $15 an hour. So it's really the Democrats and the progressives that have kind of messed up the economy. They stopped our independence on oil and then looked to OPEC and said, well, there's nothing we can do. Just need OPEC. Got to raise up the gas, uh, you know, the amount of oil coming into the country. But OPEC won't do it. So, oh, darn, guess there's nothing we can do. It's out of our hands. He has kept in, uh, uh, interest rates low, which is good. Now, this is the same guy, though, that's talked about a trillion-dollar gold coin to try and help stop some of our inflation because of the crazy debt that we have in here. I'm not sure exactly what that's supposed to do. I'm not that smart, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, which is probably why I'm not running the Federal Reserve. But that was his proposal there with this nice little trillion-dollar coin to start fighting some of the debt that we've accrued in the nation. This is also the same group of individuals that has proposed the quantitative easing over and over again, saying that, well, we need to spend more money for us to be more in a financial stable position as a nation. Again, that's the really, really highly educated people that are really stupid that think that by spending money and living in some range of debt is really good for you because it's not. Go back to a Dave Ramsey 101 get out of debt class and figure out that debt is not a good way to live, even as a nation. You got to remember the words of what Ronald Reagan used to say was that you can't find projects for the money that you have coming into the government. The way it's supposed to run is you see what money's coming in and then you decide what you can do. Not say, well, here's the projects we want to do. Now we got to find the tax revenue. Now we got to find like, increased taxes. 
Hey, those rich guys over there, make sure they're paying their fair share. So let's monitor every transaction over $600 so the average American, like you and I, just trying to put food on our table, we get the raw end of that deal and the government gets to see every transaction you buy. It's unbelievable how far they've taken this thing because to them it's all about the money. All of it's about the control. All of it's about the money. And the money leads to the control because when you have all the money, you can control the people. When they don't have money and they're trying to pay things off, they don't have a whole lot of control. If you had the mortgage and the credit cards and the medical and the auto and everything else, you don't have control. And I'm not trying to go all Dave Ramsey style on here. I'm looking at it from the political lens. The government owns you. They can take the house at any time. They can take the car at any time. They can close your bank account at any time. They can take all the money out of your account at any time if you allow them that type of access because, by golly, it's about centralized government. And don't worry. You don't need it. We'll give you what you need. Just give us all your cash, and we'll give you what we deem necessary for you. Why do you think they're using the term equity in this time right now? Because it's not about equality or else they would say the word equality. It's about equity because when they tax everything and you don't have any cash left, the federal and state tax rates combined together, you're paying 60% varying between different states right now on state tax rates. You're paying an average of 60% of all of your income to the government right now because that's the equity value to you. And then they give you back a whole bunch of crappy, broken down unfunctional government programs to take care of you and think that is the value that you have as a human being because that's the equity that they've deemed to you. I'm not okay with that. So this whole nomination, it just means, it, it really confirms what we already know. They're not looking at changing anything. They want the status quo. They want the government to keep doing the same old, same old, and hoping that we think they've reinvented the wheel to do something better for us when you know that's just not the case. Lots more coming up on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, so good news. We do have the phone lines back up and functioning here at the flagship studio, so that's good news. Welcome back into the show, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the country. Thanks for hanging out with us. I don't want to waste any time as we have a limited, abbreviated version. we got to get this guy back on for a long-term one, but at least to jump on with us and chat for just a minute. Super excited to have on the program with us here Dr. Dean Finelli. Doctor, how are you, my friend? Doing well. Great to join you. Uh, yeah, it's great to have you on the show. I appreciate you jumping on. Uh, we've heard a lot of news, and uh, really, I want to talk to you today because there's so much fast-paced news about this COVID-19 vaccine. We've talked really about some of the mandates coming out of the government and some of the issues it's causing with the businesses, but from your end of it, as looking at it as an attorney and as a doctor and seeing this from this side, you've talked a lot about these booster shots uh, and how the boosters are really, now they're interchangeable, I've heard, aren't they? You can take one booster from one, like a Pfizer or from a Moderna, and then swap for another one, can't you? That's right. They've tested and showed that you get a very good response. Actually, the response by switching and having that Moderna be the booster shot showed the best response, but they all do switching up, particularly with the mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna, switching those up if you've received, initially were vaccinated with Moderna or with J&J, following it up with a Pfizer shows very good, robust um, immunity, and it provides a little more convenience. Hopefully people that, um, you know, maybe couldn't get the vaccine they wanted as their booster now have different uh, availability. That's really interesting. Now, I have to be completely transparent and open here. I have not gotten my vaccines, or nor do I plan on getting any vaccine in any time, in any way, shape, or form anytime soon. But from your site and from what you've seen and from these different vaccines, when people do choose to get them, which one do you recommend that has the most efficiency from what we've been able to tell right now? Well, looking at uh, the ones that are authorized in the U.S., uh, the mRNA vaccines are clearly... Uh, have the best, the most robust immunity, have the longest lasting effects, and especially when you view the the Delta variant, uh, provided the best protection there. Uh, Certainly, you know, if you got Johnson & Johnson, that will provide some protection, but that's why they said if you originally were vaccinated with Johnson & Johnson, you only have to wait two months to get that booster. Uh, And I would recommend you go out and get the mRNA if that was your booster, if you originally got J&J, but that's just my opinion. Sure. Very interesting. Now, when it comes to some of the policy side of this and we start seeing the mandates come out, I know they're on hold with OSHA right now with the courts looking at these on whether they can mandate them or not. Do you think that at some point that the booster shots are going to be included in those mandates like the regular vaccine? And do you think that it's going to be kind of a yearly, almost like the flu shot? You kind of get a booster thing every single year to kind of boost up those uh, antibodies. Yeah, unfortunately, I know no one wants to hear this, but unfortunately, it does look like we're everyone's going to at some point need a booster. If you've got vaccinated, you want to continue to have that immunity from vaccination. You're, you'll need a, uh, to have that booster. And it looks like, you know, the way things are shaping up, 
that this is going to be with us for a while, and the likelihood of annual boosters is probably, I'd say, uh, pretty high at this point. That's really interesting. I uh, It's unfortunate, though. I mean, I, I wish that we could find a better way to do it, kind of a one-hit, one-and-done, which I think a lot of people are anticipating. Do you think that changes the perspective of some individuals that kind of that wanted it, uh, kind of a one-and-done? Is that going to change, do you think, the popularity of the vaccine, or is it just going to be the norm? I think it's just going to be the norm, and it'll be kind of like that flu vaccine where, you know, I think you'll have people that intend to get it but may not you know, just take their time to get around it. I think the urgency is not going to be as uh, there as we kind of normalize this within society. And the good news is, you know, the the initial rush was to get a vaccine. There now are uh, several therapeutics that show very good results uh, for people who do get the infection, keeping them out of the hospital, keeping them off respirators, and definitely uh, keeping them alive. So the fact that time is passing, additional therapeutics are out, will give uh, uh, some opportunity for those people that aren't vaccinated to have protection. Sure. I love it, Dr. Dean Finella. I know it was a shortened one. I appreciate your time to get you on the show. I've looked at some of the other stuff that, that you know and talk about, and i got to get you back on for a more extended do, uh, episode. So let's do this again soon. My pleasure. Look forward to it. Hey, appreciate that very much. Lots more coming up on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple stations all over the place. We are killing it with the downloads of the podcast. We are killing it with reaching new states and new areas all the time. Thank you for that. We love you. We appreciate you. I know it's a little early, but we do have our newsletter coming out next. Is it next week already? Good golly. Uh, for our end of the month, beginning of the new month newsletter, you can go to the website, HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. You can check it out, subscribe, completely free, which a little programming note for you. We are working on a brand new website here soon. We are also launching our new website, which we have not done so. We have our Hoosier Media Network, our network company, where if those of you that don't know that are first-time listeners, we do uh, uh, video production, audio production for podcasts all over the place, different topics, anything that you want to talk about. And uh, people that are starting out, podcasts that have been around for a while, it doesn't matter. They just send us the raw stuff. We edit it down, mix it down, produce it, make it all shiny and spit-shined and clean. And then we punch it out and help promote it as well. 
eventually, which it is very, very close to happening, we'll be starting our online internet TV station with constant programming for all of our podcast shows, including this show as well, along with other places. And uh, we'll have all the content on the website as well with all of it. So uh, soon we will have our Hoosier Media website up and running. That will be launched, I'm hoping, by the beginning of the year. More information to come on that one. But along with that, we'll have our brand new uh, Voice of Reason site at HoosierReason.com. We're going to be rebranding that one. And uh, the Mrs. Voice of Reason with her uh, holistic health and holistic medicine, alternative medicine stuff. She'll be having the Hoosier Health side of that as well. So lots and stuff coming up. I feel really bad because I've had a lot of friends wanting to get together and visit over like the last, oh, I don't know, eight months. And I've been like a hermit. I work and I go home and I work because we've been trying to build all of this stuff. And it's been intense. It's been insane. But it's been a heck of a trip. It's been a heck of a journey. I am really close to finishing up the Hoosier Media Studios at home, which will be uh, showing some of that stuff as well. So it's been way too crazy. But it's all coming to fruition, and I'm so excited because it's going to be really cool when everything gets up and going. So go to HoosierReason.com. You can check out the website, sign up for the newsletter, and uh, see all the new jazz that we have coming up here relatively soon. Thanks to Dr. Dean Finelli coming on the last segment. I know it was a shortened, abbreviated version of it, but it is fascinating to me for a individual who is not vaccinated for COVID-19 to talk about the interchangeability between now all of the COVID-19 vaccines and how you may have gotten the Moderna, but now you want to get the booster shot from Pfizer. I find that fascinating. How are they able to work together and what's going to be the most efficient way to do it? I personally still think that your natural immunity is going to be the best way to build an immune system to fight this stuff by getting it, recovering from it, and then having a natural immune system that knows how to fight it. You can do it from a vaccine, but just like the flu vaccine, after a while, your body forgets it and you have to remember and redo it all over again with a new booster or a flu shot or an an annual thing every single year. I find that kind of stupid. So nonetheless, I, I found that fascinating that now you can interchange them. What is that going to do down the road and how is this going to fit into the mandates that we're going to see coming from OSHA? Talk about all that and more. Plus, we're just going to keep it lighthearted and kind of roll down the, the hot topics. We love having this guy on as he has his own podcast as well. The Drew, uh, Drew Allen Show. You can find him. DrewThomasAllen.com is the website. Excited to have him back on the program. Drew, how are you, my friend? Hey, Andy, it's good to be with you. That was a great segue because, you know, I went the route you're, you're talking about, and I, uh, I just built my body back better with some antibodies because I just recovered from COVID, so I'm feeling mm. good. You're feeling good. So you went that natural. Now, it, you in California, I don't know how you survive in California with some of the mindset out there, but you are actually able to still go out in public and, like, survive in social worlds without the vaccine right now? Yeah, well, thankfully, I don't live in San Francisco. I live in a little <laughs> hamlet called St. Helena up in Napa Valley, small town. There's actually a surprising number of conservatives, and I lead the way out here. Uh, they flock to me and vice versa. So I've built quite a, quite a coalition out here. And, uh, you know, people are behind the scenes out here. They won't let that crap happen in certain towns. That's amazing. At least there are some small towns that are still trying to hold on to that. So I'm glad that you're leading that charge out there. Good, good for you on that one, because that's a crazy world to live in. And I'm sure just statewide policy is difficult enough. Let's talk about some of this, though. Right now we're seeing OSHA being stalled in uh, or the, at least the OSHA mandates being stalled in court. It sounds like they may fall. But for a while there, OSHA was like, even though they're being stalled and they're being held up in court, just continue on as normal, trying to get all your employees vaccinated, because when it comes back, we're coming after you. I don't remember any agencies before saying, even though it may not be constitutional and the courts are challenging this, just continue on with what we're trying to tell you to do because it's going to come back and we'll find a way to enforce it one way or another. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it's good news for us for a moment, but I mean, we're we're so far into what I would say is really a post-constitutional America that that I don't I don't get uh, too overly excited about this stuff. Remember what they did with the eviction moratorium, the extension on that, right? The CDC yeah. acted totally unconstitutionally, and uh, Biden said, "Yeah, we we know all the the scholars and the constitutional lawyers out there said that." that this was a unlawful, unconstitutional act, but, you know, it'll buy some time. And, yeah. and so, you know, it's, it's, I'm always waiting to just see, right, how far, how much more radical this, uh, this Democrat Party can go because, uh, you know, they, they push the limits in other categories, whether it's sticking the FBI on parents as domestic terrorists and, and at school board meetings and stuff like that. So, you know, it's hard to get a balance on what's the most severe uh, activity they're up to. For me, right, you're very right. I mean, they throw so much at you that you don't know how to focus and you feel like you're on ADD trying to take care of all the issues that they throw at you. They do that intentionally because they don't want any of it changed. So if you overwhelm yourself trying to fix it all, then you end up fixing nothing. What is the most important in your mind right now? Is it the OSHA mandates where it's infiltrating the business and the private sector and the individual with their own health decisions? Is it the economy with the 6% plus inflation rate that we have right now and the shortage of supplies that was done intentionally, again, because they don't want those things being docked and unloaded because they want a shortage of inflation? Uh, is it that? Is it the social issues with the public schools? I mean, what should we be focused on right now as a party and as a conservative movement? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I mean, I, I think that all of those those things you just mentioned are amongst the most important issues. I think that we've got to find a way to focus our attention and our energy and efforts on all of those at the same time, because any one of those victories, uh, if the left claims victory, whether it's critical race theory in schools, uh, whether they continue with uh, interrupting intentionally, you know, the supply chain situation, uh, whether it's uh, the, they continue to attack oil and gas, and so they put us in a position uh, where they continue to build their their argument that's a lie to force us into well away from 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 gasoline and fossil fuels completely. I mean, if they win on any of those fronts, it kind of dooms us, right? Uh, I, I think that that we've got to just keep focused on those core issues. At this, I mean, you know, they all have kind of a through line, right? They're all it's all about building a, a well, well, a communism in this country, frankly, right? It's about eradicating middle class. It's about creating a permanent underclass, uh, a lower class, and then the the ruling elite. I mean, you know, you've got people out there chanting in favor of communism now, and that's what this has always been about. But finally, Americans are starting to wake up a little bit and realize how, how evil these people are. It's not just that they have slight differences of opinion than you and me and conservatives and the founding fathers' intentions and ideology. It's that it's fundamentally opposed. You know, we, the, 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 two, the two can't survive and live together. Yeah. Well, it's all about that divide and conquer, which is what they're so good about, because they've been dividing, they have been conquering, and they're dividing even more to levels of stupid, Jerome. I mean, we're talking about Pete Buttigieg, and we're talking about the, uh, I mean, the federal agencies right now with this infrastructure package, talking about infrastructure across the country being racist because apparently they built the freeways and the highways to divide communities to where the buses from the minority groups can't get underneath the highways to go to the other part of town because that's apparently the only way to go and that's totally why they built those infrastructure highways the way they are to divide communities to keep the poor minority individuals on one side and the rich elite white people that they're part of on the other side and trying to say that infrastructure is racist i think we've hit another level of stupid here haven't we yeah, we have. I mean, I, I, I am continually shocked, honestly. I, I say this every week, of course, or every day even, but 
you know, they, they set a new ceiling, a new bar for insanity and stupidity. And then they break through that glass ceiling yeah. every week. I mean, and, and honestly, I'm running out of words and the ability to articulate uh, uh, really anything to say about some of these things anymore. When it comes to calling our, our, our you know, concrete, you know, uh, a symbol of racism, you know, roads and highways, bridges, racist. I mean, it's just, what do you say? Somebody tells you the sky is green. I mean, you just, ha- it's, it's just, they're so utterly insane. I mean, th- th- there's nothing to say. It used to be a day when they would say those things just to get a reaction. I mean, being in radio, you're aware of like shock jocks. We have Howard Stern. We have other people that would say things like that just to get attention. You know, on our side, and as much as I am a fan of her, used to be a fan of her, was Ann Coulter, where she would say outlandish things to get a reaction. These people don't say it just to get the reaction. They say it because they truly, truly somehow honestly believe it deep down in their soul. And it blows my mind. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I, I think that the, the most astonishing thing is that for so many decades, really, even going back into the 60s and especially, you know, into the 70s and so on and so forth with the left, you know, people like Pete Buttigieg or things that come out of, well, any Democrats uh, mouth today on a daily basis, the whole party, what it represents. I mean, that used to be, oh, those, that's the radical fringe. You know, there's kooks, there's kooks over there in the party, but, but you know, that's not the majority. But now, the kooks are the Democrat Party, exactly. right? The kooks are the media. You know, the radical fringe isn't a fringe anymore. It's a radical majority. I mean, it, it's not even close. I mean, it's, the entire party has been consumed by this this, this radical, uh, I mean, kook mentality. It really has. You're, you're right. You hit it right on. I mean, I could deal with Democrats, you know, from 60 years ago. We could actually have an idea. We could debate. We could talk about good ideas. And we could learn that we may have some differing opinions on how to do things, but moving forward in the general same direction. Now we're talking about left and right completely 180 degrees, and I don't know how you try to associate between one another, and it's kind of scary. We're talking with Drew Allen, host of the Drew Allen Show. You can find him at drewthomasallen.com. we got to take a break, Drew. When we come back, I want to pick your brain on last week. Apparently, Kamala Harris took the power of the president for at least a day or so during Joe Biden's colonoscopy. <laughs> so was that a test for her? Because right now it seems like there's some drama in the family household. So we'll touch on that. Plus, I want to get your thoughts on the Kyle House case that wrapped up on Friday as well. So lots more to get to. Hanging out with Drew Allen, getting ready for your Thanksgiving week. I know it's here already. It's hard to believe. I'm still trying to grasp the concept that Thanksgiving is on Thursday this week. So we'll touch on all that and more here on The Voice Reason to kick off a brand new week. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes here on the show, wrapping up the Monday edition of The Voice of Reason. As always, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. No matter where you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very much. Hanging out with Drew Allen, host of The Drew Allen Show. Find him online, drewthomasallen.com. Let's shift gears a little bit here. And I, I got to play it. It's hilarious. So... Last week, obviously, we came down with the decision on the Kyle Rittenhouse case. He was acquitted of everything, not guilty, and the media losing their minds. I think it's going to be because of all the defamation cases that are going to come out. But during the hearing, it was last week, it was like Wednesday or Thursday while the jury was waiting for their decision. Jen Psaki, the communications director for the White House, was asked about Joe Biden calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist because you know there's a defamation case coming out on that one. This was her response. Why did President Biden suggest that Kyle Rittenhouse on trial in Kenosha is a white supremacist? So, Peter, what I'm not going to speak to right now is anything about an ongoing trial, uh, nor the president's past comments. Uh, What I can reiterate for you is the president's uh, view uh, that we shouldn't have, broadly speaking, uh, vigilantes patrolling our communities with assault weapons. We shouldn't have opportunists corrupting peaceful protests by rioting and burning down the communities they claim to represent anywhere in the country. As you know, closing arguments in this particular case, which I'm not speaking to, I'm just making broad comments about his own view. Um, There's an ongoing trial. We're awaiting a verdict. Beyond that, I'm not going to speak to any individuals or this case. Wow, that was a beautiful deflection. <laughs> Drew, what do you think on that one? Good golly. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just love her pizzazz and style there every time, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not going to address this at all. I can't speak about it, but what I will say broadly yes. is that, and then she then she, she, she lays it out. But, but I, you know, it's an ongoing trial, so I can't talk about it, but I'll talk about it for just a moment. <laughs> um, I mean, she, she, she's such a, a joke. You, you know, I got to say, you know, I think about people like her. I thought about this with Barack Obama, too. Uh, you know, these Democrats who make a living lying, I don't know how they go home to their families at the end of the night. I understand she has small children. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I'm kind of going off a tangent. But I think about this stuff, you know, because I don't have kids yet, but I want to live my life in such a way that I'm an example to my children. Uh, you know, that my wife respects me and admires me, uh, those sorts of things. And all these people, I mean, what they do day in and day out, Jinsaki, the media lying about Rittenhouse, 
I, I, it's just beyond me. I mean, th- that your brain can do that. Yeah, I don't know how you can just make up those things and then sleep peacefully at night. You're right. You're supposed to set the example for your children. And if you go to work and you're lying and manipulative, and to them, but they're not, though. They really see the world in that weird, convoluted way to where 2 plus 2 is racist if you say it's 4 because, well, it was made by a white guy, so therefore it must be racist. They honestly believe, and it goes into our conversation in the last segment, that they're that far gone and that far nuts that if you truly believe that that's the answer, then you're racist because you're not open to all alternative possibilities, which is just insane. This here uh, has a for a presidential candidate saying that a kid is a white supremacist and a murderer, and then the case shows that that's not the truth. We saw the video, and he was defending himself with a mob of people chasing after him, and he defended himself, and you still had the media still calling him a racist, still calling him a murderer. You got uh, Whoopi Goldberg on The View saying that he's still a murderer and giving her opinion on that one. You know that's a defamation case. And then when asked about it, well, I'm not going to address this. It's an ongoing case. Sorry. I'm just going to say that we don't like people patrolling the streets. Maybe your position then shouldn't be we need to defund police and get rid of cops because if you're going to say let's get rid of cops and guess what people are going to take their communities back into their own hands. I mean, what a wild concept, right? Oh, uh, what a wild concept! You know, the more this goes on and, and pervades uh, like a cancer in our society, you know, I, I really can't understand anyone being a Democrat anymore. Uh, I just, you know, what I've been thinking about with the Kyle Rittenhouse case is. You know, the left, Democrats, the voters, the people who watch CNN and so on and so forth, I mean, they just got hit in the face with truth. And uh, they've been lied to by CNN, not just about Rittenhouse, but about every issue. I mean, they lied uh, today about that terrible uh, situation in Wisconsin in which a BLM uh, uh, terrorist, you know, ran over those individuals and killed five people. And, And they lied about that. I mean, how long can you keep going back to the fountain of lies? Well, at some point, people catch on, and I think people are catching on, which is why I think the approval ratings for Kamala and Joe are down in the high 20s or low 30s right now, why we have so much momentum going into a midterm election, because they're catching on to the lies. You can only say that inflation's good for so long until the people actually go and try and buy groceries and other things for the holidays and realize they can't afford them. Then you realize that inflation's not a good thing, and they were actually lying to you. DrewThomasAllen.com is the website. Drew Allen. Always great to talk to you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Let's do this again real soon. Let's do it. Happy Thanksgiving, Andy. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Always a pleasure. Lots more coming up tomorrow. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.